Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Cloud ERP. This special edition podcast is brought to you in partnership with the Let's Talk Data Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Frank McGrory. Today, my guest is Sancho Neves Grassa, Solution Architect at Lundin Mining Corporation. Sancho and I are going to have a candid conversation about how Lundin Mining embarked on an ERP transformation of finance, enterprise asset management, and supply chain management processes using SAP S4 HANA in a multi-cloud strategy and application rationalization program. I'm happy to welcome Sancho to uh, the podcast. Welcome, Sancho. How are you today? Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Sancho, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and Lundin Mining? I'm a solution architect at Lundin Mining, and uh, the past two years we've been on a journey of transformation with the SAP ERP. And Lundin Mining is a diversified Canadian base metals mining company. The, we produce copper, zinc, a bit of gold and nickel. And we have operations in North America, Latin America and Europe. It's a diversified site, diversified footprint as well. And that also translates to the enterprise applications that we have and the need to have a global view of the landscape. It's fascinating. Sancho, can you help us understand the challenges you faced and how you worked with Lundin Mining Leadership and SAP to solve them? The main challenge we, we have is a heterogeneous uh, landscape of applications and also by implication different ways of uh, running the business process at, at sites. We have legacy environments, legacy ERP in some uh, of the most uh, significant operations. The main challenge was to uh, take stock of what we have and then to drive a business case towards a different way of leveraging IT and really to define the, the, the return on investment metrics that would justify a significant investment in an ERP transformation initiative. Excellent. Sancho, can you tell us a little bit more about the business model of Lundin Mining? Because it, as you mentioned in your introduction, you're mining all sorts of different, whether it's nickel or copper or things like that. How does it work at each one of the mine locations? So each uh, rollout of a, of a big transformation platform uh, should really mirror or take into account uh, the industry. But yes, mining is very much driven by acquisitions and the life cycle of a mine is, spans uh, over 30 years and it goes through multiple phases. So it's a, it's a just natural in this industry to have operations that are in a particular life cycle stage and to have local processes and local decision making. And even if it's a well range of subsidiaries, this industry always goes through a lot of acquisitions. So change is always there, which means we've, for example, acquired two sites recently and we have to manage the change or the impact that those sites bring so they have their own environments their own standards so the notion of having some level of delegation to the site management is in this industry very important 
And so is each one of your minds considered its own line of business or its own entity in that respect? Yes, each side is considered as a different business entity. The corporate oversight here in Canada, London Mining Corporate, is where the major financing decisions. The operational side of the business, we could really make a distinction there where okay. each side needs to follow their own uh, metrics, inputs to the site, basically a lot of energy, a lot of materials and then the forecast for output is what we produce as, as base metals. In between, you have to realize that there's a lot of local situations about the, the site itself, the society where that site is, the local the local government. Mm -hmm. So we, you can't have a one size fits all from one country to another, the conditions change. So sure. the main drivers are also uh, health and safety. So those the safety of the of a, of a site you, you you can't control from abroad. So that's why you 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 really need to tailor the the business process to to the situation on, on the field. Sure. So there's some complexity there that you have from site to site um, based on where it is and all that other and all the, the other comments that you made in the in this last minute. Right. So that you, you could summarize this into a, a mandate in terms of technology. You, you can view it as more going towards intelligent and sustainable mining operation, where the, the mandate is to safely drive the, the operational performance of that site, which means from mine to port, you optimize that through, through technology, through innovation, and you want to focus on value creation, on cross-functional collaboration. So all of that information and data sharing and best practices does mean a framework that needs to be tailored to, to the site specifics. So Sancho, once you get the raw material from the mine, where does it go next? Yes, yes, it's just uh, really from mine to port. So at the end, uh, at the end of the chain, you ship the product in concentrate form mm -hmm. so that physically leaves the site, leaves the port and goes to transportation and the the recipient of that product is really the the commodities market so this is not retail this is really driven by uh, by global sales market so Let's switch gears and let's thanks for sharing that information about how the mining process works. It's been around for a very long time and I don't know that everyone understands from once the once it comes out of the mine where it goes. So thanks for taking the time to give us a little bit of education there. Can you take us through the business decision and thought process of the move to rise? So the move to rise was driven twofold the the consolidation of the business processes into a, a global ERP view across finance asset management and supply chain we, we also included human resources in, in in the program so that's not part of rise but it's actually part of the portfolio we like to call that better together so that's great love to hear that SAP success factors employee central we have a global view of our human resources and that spans all sites 
the back to the topic of site-specific needs, some sites adopt the base employee central platform. Other sites uh, have implemented the, the payroll component of uh, success factors. And from a functional perspective, the, the main driver for the transformation was the, the impact of the SAP ERP models on the level four business processes, how the innovations from S4ANA justify the investment in the SAP RISE. That means it's, it's easier when you look at sites that are running already uh, SAP. So we have multiple sites running SAP ECC, but we also have other sites that are running legacy systems from other vendors. So the overall, from a functional assessment, we saw 38% impact on the, the level for business processes. And on the technical side, the simplification of the custom code, let's call it that way, uh, from having multiple environments and a history of enhancements, it resulted in overall 30% simplification of, the, of our custom code base. As a former consultant, uh, I'd love to hear custom code remediation statistics. So love all that. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Right. And those statistics really drive a significant investment uh, or drive the decision to really uh, go ahead with this rationalization of applications. So you have at the end, you have standard SAP functionality matched with the S4ANA uh, system. And then you also have on the technical side uh, adoption of CP technologies that do reduce the the custom code and also uh, enable you to think of other ways of integrating systems and also think of the end-to-end -end, uh, data flow where analytics is also a, a very important component of the solution. While we're on and talking about functional assessments and technical assessments and, and there's this whole discussion uh, around keeping the core clean and, and standard processes. How were you able to do to stick with the standard processes when you were going through your implementation? We invest in a staggered rollout where we spent a good amount of time in designing a global template that would be applicable to all sites, taking into account that each site uh, have their own uh, needs. That right. local template is then uh, changed to the local uh, requirements. But since we have effectively one system, uh, one s 4 ana system uh, on RISE, uh, all sites need to follow that uh, global template. The differences between sites have been tackled by actually different applications that uh, run on top of RISE, but uh, definitely the uh, uh, main mandate on the S4 and the side of the landscape is to follow the global template. And uh, whenever there's a requirement that is local, uh, the, the governance kicks in where the change management that drives that requirement uh, needs to take into account the impact uh, of that change on, on the other sides. Got it. Thanks. What is your advice for customers planning to start a program like this? I would 
emphasized the, the need to define uh, a multi-cloud strategy because the, the, the industry trend is to adopt products from multiple vendors and also couple that with a, a technology strategy about the, the custom code that looks at the dimensions of application development, integration, workflow, analytics. So overall, do spend time in planning and putting your strategies defined. It pays off at the end not to rush into implementations, especially on cloud systems. You have to make some fundamental decisions about the different tiers of the of the cloud environment. So you start with the infrastructure as a service. Where is that infrastructure as a service running? Then you move on to the RISE portfolio, which applications are part of that RISE contract. And on top of the SAP RISE, you will have service products. This overall landscape does bring some major decisions about the data residency, the data security, and of course, the business process models. I really emphasize the need to have a a chunk of time to invest in a global approach. In our case at Linear Mining, we, we actually spent six months to, to come up with the global template design after the definition of the return on investment. It might sound excessive, but to be honest, once you actually start the implementation, there's many ways that things can go wrong. So it really pays off to, to define a, a good foundation upfront. Let's move to the technical transformation London Mining has gone through. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. With the, the transformation of the ERP systems, we did have an opportunity to rethink the technology approaches. Each leadership member of the program brings their own experience. In my case, this, this is not the first time around that I've been in uh, multi-cloud projects. So I did bring my own perspective on the challenges that clouds uh, projects uh, should consider and what should be taken outside of the organization and left to the specialists versus what actually needs to be um, managed centrally and internally. So on top of the ERP system, and one of the factors here was to, or a mandate was to keep it clean. This view of adopting new technologies and making architecture decisions gave us the opportunity to take a deep dive into the SAP business technology platform stack. As much as possible, I had a, an interest in externalizing enhancements out of the digital core and leveraging the SAP BTP services. So with SAP BTP, we've approached the dimensions of application development. For example, we had several custom application needs for master data. So master data management is quite important for our business. And we leverage the workflow abilities of SAP B for that. Another important tenet of the of this cloud adoption was the end user experience. We made from the outset the point of 
exposing these applications through a web browser, meaning we, we did not deploy the uh, SAP desktop GUI and start from the outset with an SAP Fiori launchpad means that the rollout of the UI is agnostic from the local platform or from the local IT infrastructure. Coupled with Fiori Launchpad, we also thought of enabling the, the field workforce where they are not tied to desktops. And so the, the BTP mobility services are the foundation for some of the SAP mobile apps. In our case, we are investing in the SAP service and asset manager, and that is quite important for the digital experience of the field workers. Sounds like an amazing transformation. I love what you're talking about with respect to the clean digital core, your BTP services, the governance, the service management. It sounds like you're working on all cylinders. Can you speak to the importance of the strong relationship and partnership that you've had with, with SAP? The partnership with, with SAP uh, has been very important in, in this journey. We've had the, the benefit of uh, customer success partners, client delivery managers, and uh, solution advisors. So really has provided a whole team of management and subject matter experts that has guided us and been invaluable in the decisions for this global template design and also to keep a tab on the implementation practices of our system integrator. I think it's fair to say that each of these transformation programs does result in some challenges in terms of the actual execution. And SAP has been always guiding us there in terms of making sure we were using the SAP products as they were meant to be rolled out and really helping us with the adoption of cloud standards that do deviate from traditional implementation projects. Sancho, Lundin Mining has accomplished an astonishing body of work. I'd like to ask this last question because I always want to make sure and I want to hear from you personally. What are you most proud of? One aspect that has been really helpful with this collaboration with SAP is the delegation of duties in terms of managing the SAP system landscape. So it's been really positive to see that in terms of uh, running the systems, we have a strong team supporting this environment. That's the SAP Enterprise Cloud Services. It really made me very confident in knowing that SAP is running these systems, it's keeping up with the day-to-day -day health of the environment and helping us to focus on the higher tier of the solution. In terms of areas of particular achievement, the adoption of the SAP BTP analytics services has been very impactful. We've defined an analytics strategy that combines our current Azure analytics solutions with the SAP analytics stack. So the in this particular dimension, we found that the SAP data sphere has helped us a lot in actually enabling cross-functional analytics to drive data-driven 
business decisions. And that's uh, we, we've got feedback from the sites that have gone live that the level of uh, trust on the data assets that are uh, being provided through uh, SAP analytics is, is, is already making a difference. Great. Sancho, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. And your story and Lundin Mining's um, journey is, is one that is worth sharing. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Let's Talk Cloud ERP. If you enjoyed this conversation and want to continue in a smaller, more interactive session, I would like to invite you to sign up for a value exploration workshop. This two and a half hour interactive call to action session curated for both IT and business leaders will enable you to interact directly with SAP S4HANA through our SAP S4HANA ERP simulation game. The simulation game will demonstrate how you can have greater control of your business processes by having members of your team from across business functions such as finance, sales, marketing, and procurement work together to showcase the true power of SAP S4HANA. The really cool thing about this game is you get the chance to compete and show your team's full profitability potential against other teams. Check out the show notes to learn more about the value exploration workshop and upcoming dates. Finally, I would like to thank the Let's Talk Data podcast for their partnership. We couldn't do what we do without them. Until next time, I am Jennifer Frank McGrory. Have a great rest of your day.